0: Hey, Buy the Book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly Buy the Book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta.
2: Oh, hey, Kristen. I am sorry. I'm running late. I am so behind. Uh, Which book is it we're talking about today? Uh, You're
0: not listening. What? You're not listening. Yes, I am. No, 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 Jolenta. You're not listening.
2: I'm sorry, Kristen. You think I would ask a question and not listen for the answer? I'm listening.
0: Oh, Jolenta, I love you so much, but please listen to me. The book we're talking about today, its title is You're Not Listening.
2: Oh, oh, oh my God. (laughs) Right. I totally forgot that book. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) No need for apologies, Jolenta. Let's just get to it, shall we?
2: Yes, please.
0: Because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And
2: I'm Jalanta Greenberg. And this is By the Book.
0: In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives.
2: And for this, our ninth season, we're living exclusively by self-help guides that you, our beloved listeners, have selected for us to live by. And today, we are living by You're Not Listening, What You're Missing and Why It Matters by Kate Murphy.
0: Kate Murphy is a Texas-based journalist who has written for the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, The Economist, and more. Her work has covered a wide range of topics, including health, technology, science, business, fashion, and finance. Throughout her life, Murphy has been told with admiration many, many times that she can talk to anyone. But as she sees it, her strength is her ability to listen to anyone. And that's been the key to her success as a journalist. Her best ideas often come from random conversations and her best interviews from following the subject's lead rather than the other way around. Knowing the ways that listening has benefited her, Murphy set out to write a book that both beseeches people to listen better and gives them the tools to do it. That book, published in 2020, is what we're talking about today. You're not listening, what you're missing, and why it matters.
2: In You're Not Listening, Kate Murphy posits that we live in a world that does not value listening. Our high schools have speech and debate classes, but no classes on how to listen. Texting is now preferred to talking on the phone. And thanks to our earbuds and social media, most of us live in curated worlds where we are rarely forced to listen to people we disagree with. Even those who society deems good listeners often aren't. People with high IQs tend to be more neurotic and are thus easily hijacked by their anxiety. Meanwhile, introverts have so much busyness going on in their heads that it's hard to listen to anyone else. But with awareness, focus, and practice, Murphy argues that we can all become better listeners. Drawing on the wisdom of scholars, CIA agents, focus group moderators, bartenders, salesmen, and even Steve Jobs, she lays out a plan to help her readers be open to other people's points of view and sensitive in their acknowledgement of others. The result? A deeper understanding of the world, an elevated experience of existence. And more meaningful relationships for those of us who choose to listen.
0: Here's how you do it. Step one, be present. Don't think about what you're going to say next. Don't fidget or let your eyes dart around the room. Keep your body open. Pay attention both to what's being said and how it's being said. Always put your phone away. And if you want to practice being in the moment, try some improv comedy exercises. As improv is all about listening.
2: Step two, be curious. Go into every conversation with the expectation that you might be surprised or learn something new. Don't make assumptions based on how someone looks or on prior interactions. Focus on understanding, not in leading the conversation. And above all, don't make it about you.
0: Step three, demonstrate interest. Don't interrogate or ask leading questions. Don't ask why, as it puts people on the defensive. Don't jump in to give comfort or share an experience that you believe will show commiseration. And acknowledge rather than shift away from your listeners. For example, if John says, I saw a great documentary about turtles last week, don't respond with, I'm more of a sci-fi fan. Instead say, oh, you're interested in turtles?
2: Step four, listen to opposing voices. Listen to find out how other people arrived at their conclusions and what you can learn from them. Listen for evidence that you might be wrong rather than listening to poke holes in their argument. When you feel compelled to respond with hostility, take a deep breath and ask a question instead. And keep in mind that listening begets friendship, broader thinking, and compromise.
0: Step five, embrace the silence. Feel free to pause after listening to what someone says. Allow for silences even if they last several seconds. Say, I don't know what to say when you don't, or I'd like to think about that if you need to. And try to say nothing for an entire conversation unless someone asks you a question. Step six,
2: listen to gossip. Gossip allows us to judge who is trustworthy, who we want to emulate, how much we can get away with, and who are our likely allies or adversaries. It contributes to our development as ethical, moral members of society, and it helps us build bonds with other people.
0: Step seven, listen to yourself. Pay attention to your inner voice. Is it friendly or critical? Does it allow you to see the best in people or focus on what you consider the worst? Does it hijack your ability to listen well? If so, begin the practice of speaking to yourself with kindness now.
2: Step eight, take care of your ears. Insert a cheap pair of foam earplugs in your ears in noisy situations. Keep the volume on your headphones and sound systems at no more than 60% of maximum volume. Remove excess earwax and get your ears checked by a professional if you're experiencing hearing issues.
0: Step 9. Know when to stop listening. Sometimes you need to make the call to stop listening. For example, when people are invalidating you or endlessly unloading on you. There are only so many hours in the day, and you get to choose who gets your time and attention.
2: That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. Okay, Kristen, I am dying to hear about your first week of living by you're not listening. How did it go? Did you open your ears?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, first and foremost, I just want to tell you how excited I was to live by this book. Thank you, listeners, for voting for this book. That's what Mm -hmm. I said immediately when they voted for it. I'm like, I need this book. I have been a motor mouth my whole life. In grade school, teachers regularly asked me to stop talking in class. I was that irritating person. I'm obviously now as an adult in a talking field, and uh, I have this weird sense of obligation to keep the conversation going no matter where I am, Mm. whether it's work or a social situation, almost like I'm a cruise director who has to, you know, keep things on track. And, you know, the book says that's not a good way to converse, and I wanted to learn from this book, and I was excited about it, so I went in, guns a blazing. And I started with a little pep talk that I gave myself via step seven.
2: And step seven is listen to yourself. Yes. So I wrote
0: myself a little mantra Mm -hmm. and it went like this. I am kind and I am loving and kind, loving people listen. And I said that mantra to myself over and over again. And I thought about how that should always be my goal in conversations with others to be kind and to be loving. And uh, I got to say, it made me feel really good to say that.
2: Nice, nice, nice. I like it. I also like that it has, like, mild tongue twister vibes. Like, I am kind of loving, i kind of loving, people listen. (laughs) It has a nice cadence. Um, Thank you. Very well done. What did you do after that?
0: I moved on to step one.
2: Ah, yes. That is be present.
0: Yes. And for this... I decided to try one of the improv exercises in the book that's supposed mm. to help us fine tune our listening skills. Uh, specifically, the one where you get a partner. In my case, I chose Dean. Right. And you try to speak in unison with your partner while they talk. Here we are trying to do that.
2: <laughs> do I get a topic? <laughs> do I get a topic? Or do I do just I start start talking?
0: talking? I, I, I don't. Lastly, I, no, I the This, I exercise, don't know is this exercise is very strange. It feels like I have a really bad echo. echo. A Minnesotan echo. It's like having
1: a second (laughs) accent. accent. I don't don't understand understand how to stop you. you. Will you just (laughs) Just keep keep going going forever? forever. Is this how we live now? (laughs) Oh my God, is the world ending? (laughs) I said up front,
0: this is an exercise to help me listen better and be attuned to you. Oh, I told you this, but you didn't listen, apparently. Well, I just didn't know how long this <laughs> was going on for. for. I, are I we still, still doing, doing this? this? I, guess I guess we're still, still doing, doing this, this, this exercise. exercise. Great. Great. Okay.
2: I kind of like that it's a Dean double whammy. He both dislikes that you're doing it and, like, got in trouble for not listening. Like, <laughs> I can imagine it's very unfun, but, like, entertaining for us.
0: Yeah, he he did not like it at all. And afterward, I sat down with him, and he explained why. Mm. No, it just felt like you were just sort of
1: weirdly mocking me. I wasn't mocking
0: you. Oh, know you weren't.
1: When the air got more than, you know, a second or so, it felt like mocking. When it was closer, it was very
0: good. And there's always a gap because, I mean, you're guessing the sentence that I'm going to say. So guessing what you're going to say is not listening. It's getting in my own head and trying to predict rather than focusing on who you are and what might come next yeah exactly yeah i mean i just i didn't find it a particularly useful exercise for anything in
2: favor or anything else I see. It sounds like for you guys, the exercise was doing the opposite of helping you like be a good listener. Do you have to say for the improv nerds out there, it's not usually just one person echoing the other. You guys are supposed to be sort of like randomly talking in unison. When I took improv, there was a lot of throwing around of the phrase, follow the follower. So like no one's the leader and no (laughs) one's the echoer. You're like both following the follower. Whoa. So like, but yeah, it's a tough one to just throw at some novices via like a book vaguely describing it.
0: Yeah. We never watched videos of people doing it. We just tried to follow the instructions in the book.
2: Yeah, Not a great exercise for us. No, no, no.
0: Anywho, I figured after that exercise, it was time for me to move on from improv and mantras and just go out there and force myself to do it. So I tried out step three.
2: That makes sense because step three is demonstrate interest. Perfect.
0: Exactly, and for this, I had a nice long walking phone call. You know that's something I like to do, Jolanta. Like take a long walk, talk on the phone.
2: She loves to walk. She loves to talk. Yes, absolutely. It's a perfect exactly. combination. <laughs> yes. So
0: I did that with my friend Jen, and notably, Jen's going through some big career changes right now, mm-hmm. and. My usual M.O. in these situations is try to commiserate or offer advice or, if nothing else, send the message repeatedly, I know you can get through this. But the book says not to do any of those things, which are my natural inclination.
2: Yes, it's true. According to the book, your job is simply to like acknowledge, validate. And ask questions that help people get to the heart of their feelings.
0: Exactly.
2: So how did the conversation go?
0: Well, we talked for nearly two hours, and here's an audio diary I recorded afterward.
2: So I just got off the
0: phone with Jen. I did such a good job at the beginning of this conversation when Jen asked how I was doing and tried to, you know, do all the pleasantries. I shifted everything back to her, made sure that we were focusing on what she was going through. And we did that for a good solid hour until I completely screwed up and then started jumping in. And then before you know it, we were laughing a lot, which was great. We were really like having a great time. And then the conversation ended with Jen saying everybody needs a Kristen Meinzer in their life to tell them the truth and make them laugh. So, yeah, I screwed up. But I guess at the end of the day, it was okay because she didn't feel bad about it. And I feel pretty good about it, too.
2: That is so interesting. It's like Jen needs different things than the book thinks she needs. You know, sometimes you just need to call a Kristen cheerleader. And like, you don't need to get at the root of your feelings.
0: (laughs) Or maybe because I gave her a solid hour to get to the root of her feelings, it was okay for me to descend back into my Kristen habits.
2: Yeah. Maybe she felt so (laughs) hurt and acknowledged. She was like, we can move on and let you like, you know, let out that nervous cheerleading energy, Kristen, go for (laughs) it. Whoa, whoa. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it was both. What did you do after that?
0: I tried my luck with something I have very mixed feelings about, gossip.
2: Oh, that is step six and the one I find most intriguing. Why, <laughs> why do you have mixed feelings about this?
0: Because sometimes, to be honest with you, Jolenta, when I gossip, I just feel lousy. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. makes me feel kind of gross and like, oh the thing I just said, would I feel bad if I said that to someone's face? Oh, God, I, I don't know if I'm conducting myself in the best way I can. But mm-hmm. for the sake of the book, I tried to go in with an open mind. I met up with a couple of old coworkers I hadn't seen in a while. And we all just dished on the latest industry news, you know, who's working where these days, what companies are merging and mm-hmm. so on. And I have to say, it did not feel salacious or icky at all. It just felt like what the book says gossip should be under the best of circumstances, something that helps us build bonds and better understand the lay of the land. So I'm going to say it was a success.
2: Yeah, that sounds like perfectly good. And I want to hear all the hot goss you got. Oh yeah, I'll tell you off mic. we'll do that off mic, off (laughs) mic. So how did you end your first week? I assume you got to be coming up to an end soon because you've done so much stuff already. Yes,
0: yes. I ended my first week with step two.
2: Oh, be curious.
0: Yes. I went out for a happy hour drink with my friend, Sudi. And just to note, Sudi and I have been friends for years and years and years. We've gone on vacations together and double dates together. We've done everything together. But the fact is... I'm more talkative than Sudi, and it's very possible that my big mouth is preventing her from saying everything she wants to say around me. So I made a decision. I would go in with the expectation of being surprised. That was my Mm. only goal in this happy hour. I am going to be surprised. I would not try to lead the conversation. I would just listen and wait for that surprise. I
2: like it. How did that go?
0: Well, rather than tell you, I'll play the audio diary of me walking home at the end of the night. I just parted ways with Sudi after a really lovely happy hour. It was really, really good. I feel like every time I'm with Sudi, it's a magical time. But tonight I feel like, I don't just feel like, I know. I learned things about her that I didn't know before. Like, I didn't know that her parents, for example, didn't have cell phones. Uh, I didn't know certain things about how she felt about growing up as an only child. I, I didn't know a lot of things. And it was so nice to just really try to focus in on everything she was saying. And, and I feel so lucky that I have a friend who wants to share so much with me and who has so much to share. She's just a wonderful, wonderful friend. And it's been many, many years we've been friends and I did not know this stuff. So yeah, it's been a good night of listening.
2: Um... That is awesome. I love that we can be surprised by people we have spent a ton of time with. Parents yeah. that don't have cell phones. Even I'm surprised. I got like secondhand surprise and I like it. <laughs> or maybe it's because we're <laughs> gossiping about these parents. I don't know. Wow. Wow.
0: I-, I hope you can hear the love of my voice there. Mm, I really totally. did yeah. flowy, genuinely feel love in that moment. And it was great. It was a beautiful way to end my first week. But Jolenta, let's talk about you and your experience with the book. How did you start off living by you're not
2: listening? Kristen, I started off by jumping all the way over to step eight.
0: Ah, eight. That is take care of your ears.
2: hmm I had an MRI scheduled at the very beginning of the week, and I've had them before, and I know they are very, very loud, even with those giant headphones they give you to put on. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And like sometimes they'll play music where they're like, it's okay, we're playing music along with these horrible sounds (laughs) of like a machine that sounds like it's trying to eat you alive. (laughs) But when I was in there, the technician was like, oh, we have these little foam earplugs if you want to wear them under the giant headphones. And I was like, yes, please. Oh my gosh, thank you. And I jumped at that opportunity to take care of my ears and I popped those little guys in during my scan and I barely heard a thing.
0: Beautiful. Nicely done. I think Murphy would be very proud of you.
2: Right, right? Like, those decibels can't be good.
0: (laughs) And what did you do after that?
2: After that, I went over to step two.
0: Step two is to be curious. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Next up, I had a check-in with my rheumatologist, Kristen. I was making the rounds medically. (laughs) And... Since the book says to stay curious, you should always aim to learn something new while you listen, Mm -hmm. I made that my goal while talking to my doctor. And uh, lucky for me, while my doctor was commenting on my progress, Brad, who was also there with me, asked a question that helped us learn something new about my treatment timeline. Well, I think, you know, I'm really pleased about the progress we've made since, you know, we first met, at least. Yeah, yeah. If you're tolerating the medications, I think we should keep it here. Yeah. Okay. And I think you'd said
1: we want you kind of in deep, what was it called? Deep clinical remission. Deep remission, right, before Medical you would consider remission. tapering or something. Yeah, yeah. what, what are the markers of that? That would essentially be like yeah, feeling so joints or...
2: Clinical symptom-wise, stable and not flaring, which is now. Mm-hmm. And also without any evidence of like inflammation in the blood, which we've not really detected in the past anyway. Mm-hmm. And if we can keep you there for like six months or so, right. um, then we start tapering stuff. Yeah. Cool. All
1: right. That's helpful. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you think it seems to be like, yeah. like mellowing out. Yeah, I think yeah. it's quiet now.
0: Oh, my gosh. What fantastic information.
2: All that info.
0: What a great thing to listen to. Mm -hmm. I am cheering over here. It's not my job to cheer. Sorry. (laughs) Stop it, Kristen. Just listen. Kristen, listen. listen. No. (laughs) But I'm enjoying listening to that. I'm just going to say that. I enjoy the cheers.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Like, got (laughs) lots of new information. We learned what some markers are for deep clinical remission. And that timeline she gave was uh, three months shorter than the original timeline she gave. So I learned that I may not have to wait as long as I thought before I start like weaning off my meds. So I loved listening for that new information. It was great.
0: Nice. I am so happy for you. And uh, what did you do after that?
2: After that, I took some time to work on listening to myself.
0: Ah, listening to yourself is step
2: seven. Mm -hmm. So as we've discussed in past episodes, I struggle with my inner voice. I have what the book would call an unhelpful inner voice that sounds like a belittling parent. That's a direct quote. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, to remedy this, the book recommends replacing that voice, that sort of scolding voice in your head at first with maybe like the voice of your therapist before you're then able to like talk to yourself nicely. So I kept with my medical theme and I did my therapy session that week and... And I really tried to listen to what she was saying about how I can replace my shitty inner voice and have more compassion. And I just tried to, like, let her voice wash over me and be like, this is how I'll talk to myself.
0: Ooh, can you tell us what she said to you?
2: So, well, she will never, ever appear on this show. She has made that clear. But one thing she said that really stuck with me was she told me I should look for reasons not to worry. I'm a pretty naturally good at worrying type of person. And you know what it's like when you start going down that worry rabbit hole. You can burrow down there forever. And I was like, I'm going to try to channel my inner therapist when I feel the worrying start. And I'm going to tell myself, cool it and look for reasons not to worry. Because you're super good at looking for reasons to worry already.
0: Oh, I think that's so great. You don't need to be that rabbit digging. You can be that rabbit bouncing around. Look at that sky. Look at this grass. Yeah, I don't need to be be burrow.
2: What's down there? It's okay. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so with that under my belt, I wanted to do some listening that didn't involve any medical professionals. So I went the total opposite direction and ended my week by hanging out with my mom and my friend, Michelle. Michelle. I mean, nice. and my partner, Brad. <laughs> nice. And while I got the house ready for company, anytime I felt myself starting to be hard on myself about like the state of affairs in my bedroom, I told <laughs> myself to cool it and find something not to worry about. Like, Brad's making up a picture of margaritas that looks great. And so, first, my mom arrived, and I was very excited to see her because she had just had a flooring expert visit her house, because she's been dying to get rid of this weird industrial carpet that's in a few rooms in her new place. And I asked her how the visit went, but then Brad started asking questions that were getting her sort of on a roll, and I figured it would be a good time to do step five right then. Ooh,
0: that is embracing the silence.
2: Mm Mm-hmm, and the book recommends not talking for a whole conversation and just listening. So that's what I did. Take a listen.
1: Sure, but the guy's like, there's hardwood under this. I know there is. There's got to oh, be.
0: Because that's how they were made. It's not like they, right. unless someone, who rips out
2: hardwood? They do, you just right. put yes, shit over, put it. Yeah.
1: over it. You're totally right. That's great.
2: So he's going to rip it up on Monday. And we're going to see what shape it is and decide if I'm going to have it refurbished or if I'm going to put tile down. Right, right, right.
0: Jolenta, I was listening so closely just in case you piped in at all. I did not hear you once in there. Well done. It's
2: like I wasn't even there.
0: Well done. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
2: And it was fun just listening to them, like, nerd out over flooring and tile. And, like, clearly I was not needed in the conversation. But that was interrupted by our buzzer because my friend Michelle had finally arrived. And once she did, I decided to be present for this whole hangout and to put my phone away.
0: Oh, thank you. Phones out in social situations. Also one of my pet peeves. I totally Mm. agree with our author on this one. Way to be present, Jolenta. Way to put that phone away. Way to do step number one. That is step one, by the way, listeners.
2: Thank you. And with step number one, I ended my week number one, Kristen. I was just (laughs) chilling with my friend and my mom and my husband, and no phone in sight. And we had a great time. We laughed. We caught up on what was happening with each other's lives. We shared stories. It was a blast. I never needed my phone once.
0: Nice. Well, Jolenta, I can hardly wait to hear if this winning streak continues in week two, because you are totally nailing this book. You are winning left and right.
2: But before we get to our second weeks, we are going to take a quick break.
0: Yes. And while we're on break, we have a question for you. Have you lived by you're not listening? Did it work for you? Share your story on our private Facebook community. That's facebook.com slash groups slash BTB pod. You can also just go onto Facebook and search the groups for BTB pod. You will find us there. Again, that's BTB pod. Or you can write to us at our email address. That's Kristen at gmail.com.
2: Spread the word when you get a fresh hot McCrispy from McDonald's,
1: and you can feel the heat coming through the bag. Don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators.
2: All right, Kristen, when we left off, things were going pretty well. You were hearing good things. People were feeling good things. But I want to hear about your second week living by your not listening. Tell us all about it. Put your story in my ears.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I decided to try what I considered the hardest step in the book. That's step four.
2: Oh, that is listening to opposing voices.
0: Yes. And for this, I met up with my friend, Eric Sasson. Eric Mm. and I love sparring with each other. It's so bad that sometimes other people hate being around us because (laughs) we can suck up all the oxygen in the room debating absolutely anything and everything. It's just verbal jabbing left and right. So I was curious, what would happen if rather than debate Eric, I just listened? And here I am doing that as he talks about the movie Tick Tick Boom (laughs) just a warning this is an outdoor cafe during brunch so it's a little bit noisy
1: you have you have different you have different political opinions than I do and you, you sometimes judge things based on a very specific lens Mm-hmm. Like we disagreed on Tick Tick Boom, and I thought that was a very very interesting decision that you decided that he was like this this privileged person, and that therefore the whole movie is no longer uh, valid for you. And I'm like, well, I don't I don't make the decisions based on that. I think that there's a whole a lot of things that have to go into um, weighing whether or not a movie is good or not.
0: Now I just want to jump in here, Jolenta, and tell you how hard it was to hold my tongue here.
2: Oh, so good. I wish I could have seen that. I wish it was a fly at that outdoor (laughs) cafe.
0: (laughs) Only days before... I told Eric I didn't like that movie for a long list of reasons, including Uh, what I considered forgettable music, the protagonist's maddening belief that our expiration date for success is age 29. There were so many other reasons I gave, but all he remembered was my one criticism about privilege, and I was so irritated. Why didn't you listen to me, Eric? Why are you yelling at me about not liking this movie for this one reason? (laughs) Oh, I was so mad. But then things shifted. Mm -hmm. Listen.
1: And you've done that with other things where you're like, eh, I don't care. And I'm like, okay. I mean, but I do that too because I'm going to say, flat out, I really don't care about things having to do with the monarchy at all. So anything that happens, anytime there's a show about it, it's highly unlikely I'm going to watch it. I probably would even enjoy some of them. Like, I'm, I'm sure, like, I wouldn't think The Crown was a bad show. But- wow,
2: wow, wow. Wow, listen to that. Like, some self-reflection all of a sudden. So the more you stayed quiet, the less you did have to defend yourself eventually. Like, Eric started doing that for you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I was so shocked. And at the end of brunch, Eric confessed this to me. You've done such a good job listening to me right now. I'm so proud of you. Are you
1: enjoying it? Um... I um, no, I would I would say that like I probably prefer the the sparring. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so yeah, maybe the book's advice wasn't the best for you and Eric and your dynamic.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was. But Jolenta, here's the weird part. Eric wasn't the only one missing my motor mouth when I was quiet. A few days later I went to an outdoor pub with Dean and some other friends. And I said nothing for the entire conversation unless I was
2: asked. Oh, yes. That would be part of step five, which is embrace the silence.
0: Yes. And when Dean finally asked me a question, the truth came out.
2: Oh, so I've been doing this exercise tonight. Uh What?
0: It's called don't talk unless someone asks you a question. I don't love that. But you don't love it? I
1: don't love this journey for you at all. (laughs) It's just the the dynamic of not being able to say
2: anything unless you're asked a question. It's like very... feels very restrictive. Yeah. So it sounds like that was another flop, just like with Eric.
0: I'd say it was even worse. I mean, at least Eric Mm -hmm. had fun for some of it, but I don't think anybody was having fun. I don't know if you can hear the lack of energy in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But fortunately, once I revealed that I was playing this game... We all decided, screw that game. Let's get another round of drinks. Let's just laugh and have fun. And we did for the rest of the night. We even sang at one point. It was such a great evening once I was able to talk again. (laughs) But when Dean and I stumbled home and went to bed that night, things got much less fun. And I was forced to enlist step eight.
2: That is take care of your ears.
0: Yes. Listen. (sighs) Is The sound of Dean snoring. It's two o'clock in the morning. Fortunately, I have a pair of cheap earplugs, but I'm going to put them in right now so I can protect my ears. His snoring is so loud that he can't even hear what
2: I'm saying right now. That is fucking bleak. Oh, I hate that sound. Just so blissfully unaware and like so aggressive at the same time. (laughs) So loud. So loud. Sounds not dissimilar from a friend of his named Brad.
0: Or Kristen.
2: (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm more of a yeller, but.
0: (laughs) I got to be honest with you, though, Jolenta. Those little earplugs I put in. They really didn't do very much to improve the situation. I mean, Dean's mouth was like a foot away from my ears. and It's hard, yeah. Yeah, it it just like only muffled the sound a tiny bit. So after an hour of laying there awake with my earplugs trying to like block out the sound, I decided I had no choice but to do step nine.
2: And that is know when to stop listening. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a time to stop.
0: Yes. So I tiptoed out of our bedroom, I went to the couch, and I slept in quiet tranquility for the rest of the night, and that is how I ended my second week.
2: Nice. Nice. I like it. (laughs) Getting some rest, at least.
0: (laughs) Yes. But Jolenta, let's hear from you. I want to hear if that fantastic role you were on in week one continued with week two. Tell us about your second week of Living By You're Not Listening.
2: Well, I started my second week with something I thought would be sort of fun and light. My mom was over, and we did some step six. Ah, yes. That would be gossip.
0: Hot goss.
2: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I thought we could gossip to bond. You know, the book says it's a way to come together. So we discussed what was, at the time, the latest Britney news in regard to her feud with her sister. And as we know, that would be Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears. It's so, and like her message is gaslighting. Just call me. I've attempted many times to speak to you directly and handle this privately like sisters should, but you still choose to do everything on the public platform. In the meantime, stop continuing the narrative. I haven't been there for you or I'm making things up. I'm happy to share how many times I've reached out to you, supported you, and tried to help you. This is embarrassing and has to stop. I love you. I was going to say it sounds like what my dad would write to, like, gas like me. Then in this same Instagram story, she continues to promote her book. Like, it literally, the next slide is like, you can get the audio book, too. And then the one after that is like, "Some if you order from this site, I, like, put some personal notes and signed them.
0: Oh, my God. I love this so much, Jolenta. On the one hand, I want to be a part of this hot gas conversation, but mm-hmm. then on the other, I feel like it's really special for the two of you because you're actually touching on your own family here and what's going right. on with yourself. So. This is actually, I would say, achieving everything the book says gossip should be achieving. Good. I was like,
2: are we being horrible people? But like in a weird way, we relate to this. And like, it helps to sort of like get it out and find ways to explore those topics of like estrangement and weird gaslighty letters from family members. But I have to say, Kristen, the next time my mom came to visit a few days later... The listening wasn't as fun, and I did some Step 9.
0: Ooh, interesting. Step 9 is to know when to stop listening. And why would you want to stop listening, Jolenta?
2: Because my mom came over to watch a football game with Brad, because apparently that's something they do together now.
1: Jimmy, thirty-three, fifteen. All oh, others, eight twenty-eight. What does that even mean? The Niners, the Niners are getting rid of Jimmy, the guy that you think is so cute, they're getting yeah. rid of him for their <laughs> new quarterback. Well, this coach, who's great, a great coach, he isn't one with all these other quarterbacks. He's only a, the reason we all think he's good is because of this quarterback that they're getting rid of. And,
2: <laughs> and it wasn't his ch- Jimmy's choice. It's like they just the
0: no, team decides.
2: Good job.
0: Jesus, that looked like it hurt. He basically jumped on his head. I don't know how those guys do. They must, God, they must wake up sometimes and feel
1: like they're eighty.
2: And Kristen, I love a lively conversation. But as you can hear, like, if you don't care much about football, this will not be an interesting one to partake (laughs) in.
0: I'm sorry. I fell asleep during that. I don't even know what they said. (laughs) No, I don't know. I
2: just heard the word Jimmy a lot. And I was like, what? Um, And the book says, you know, don't waste your energy in conversations that aren't like necessarily worth your time listening to. And I was like, this one checks the box. So (laughs) I was holding my phone out to record them and like reading a book at the same time while they were doing this. And I just sort of tuned them out.
0: Nice. nice. And what did you do after that?
2: Well, Kristen, after that, I thought I should do some listening to opposing voices.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Listening to opposing voices, that would be step 4 Mm-hmm.
2: And I thought I would listen to someone very, very different from myself. Ooh. That someone being an astronaut. Kristen, Ooh. as much as I talk a big game about aliens, I never, like, vehemently never want to go to space. So I thought an astronaut would have a good opposing view. And Brad had also just recently told me about how NASA does, like, free streaming TV all the time. And that's what gave me the idea. So I listened to a talk with astronaut Mark VandeHei and he was talking about long trips into space. And per the book's advice, I listened for things that this astronaut and I have in common. And he was asked what he would miss the most when his mission ended. And this is what he said.
1: I will miss the certainty that every day I'm spending contributing with innovations in science technological demonstrations that are helping out all of humanity and pushing the boundaries of human existence. There is a
0: very good, strong sense of purpose for all of us up here as we do this work. That is a really inspiring answer. I don't want to go to space either, but it really is a beautiful answer about why one might want to go to space. I love that.
2: Yeah, And like in a way, kind of relatable. Like, sure, I am not pushing the boundaries of human existence, but I can relate to wanting to contribute. And it's nice to know that even people who are making like groundbreaking discoveries and leaving the Earth's atmosphere get like insecure about the same sort of like work shit I do.
0: You know? I love that. I love that so much.
2: Thank you. So Kristen, after that, I just had one step left to finish out my second week, and that was step three.
0: That is demonstrate interest. Mm-hmm. And
2: And let's be honest, our listeners know this to be true. Sometimes I can get carried away in a conversation. I can jump in and say, interrupt a lot and interject my similar personal experiences when I'm talking to people. So when we had a call with our senior producer not long ago, Daisy, I wanted to try to demonstrate interest and acknowledge what you and Daisy were saying instead of shifting things onto myself to show how I relate. So here I am trying to do that. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Totally. Oh, yeah, that that will happen.
0: (laughs) Oh, listen to that Mm acknowledgement. It's acknowledgement mixed with a little bit of encouragement. I like it, Jolenta. I like it. I got to be honest with you. I didn't even notice. Maybe I wasn't listening.
2: What's wrong with me? I was like, I'm afraid Kristen will think I'm like not contributing at all or whatever. (laughs) But nope, it just came across as normal and supportive and probably like a little less interruptive than usual. And that's that is how I ended my second week. Just listening up a storm. Well, I applaud you. And
0: uh, I do not applaud myself because I clearly didn't notice.
2: (laughs) Well, it's okay. I was just listening so well. You felt so supported. Like, why would you notice?
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. And on that note, it's time for us to take a second break. But when we come back, we have verdicts for all of you.
2: But first, one quick reminder, if you like what you're listening to, why don't you look down at your phone and tap those little stars where it says uh, five, up to five stars. Hit that one. Maybe write a little review about why you like us because it helps other people find the show. They can learn how to listen just like we did, and we'll all have fun together. So just, just review it. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't
1: try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Issa as host Issa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Okay, Kristen, it's time to get down to business. It's verdict time. Did You're Not Listening work? Would you recommend it?
0: Jolenta, there were parts of this book I really liked and that genuinely improved my life. I will say it. Going into that conversation with Sudi, expecting to be surprised, and then being surprised That was so magical. That was like the highlight of all of this. And treating gossip with my old coworkers as something potentially healthy, that was also fantastic. It was just like Mm -hmm. a great mental shift as far as how to think about gossip. But as you heard, my fellow conversationalists didn't always enjoy what I was doing with this book. Dean hated the improv exercise. Eric Sasson said that he had more fun sparring with me than holding the floor. I also didn't totally love that exercise with Eric Sasson Mm because – You know, it was hard to not have our old dynamic. And, of course, my silent evening, everybody felt weird that night until we just, like, went back to our normal way of doing things. I also just want to point out that a few things in the book struck me as a bit off. For example, when Steve Jobs yells at his staff that they didn't try hard enough to make him listen— and the lesson that we're supposed to take away is that we have to force people to listen to
2: us. Right. I, I was didn't like understand Oh, that. Y- you can tell this was written post me too, but pre like work bullying is bad too. <laughs> like movement. I was like, oh, this is right before like throwing a phone at someone was uncool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I also don't understand how does that help me to be a better listener to yell at all my staff and say, you didn't convince me to listen to you. Like. Why should they have to convince me to listen? I, I don't That's know. I just felt a, it, like was it was a very, wild
2: example. I felt like almost it was just like we got Steve Jobs. Now let's make it work in this book. Oh,
0: it was very confusing and contradictory. I also felt that sometimes Murphy brings up things like IQ as if IQ tests are legitimate science, mm-hmm. when we all know at this point in history that they're not. Uh, I also felt that a lot of her complaints about modern life and technology kind of came across as fuddy-duddy and, like, the problem with kids today. Mm -hmm. And also the sweeping statements she made about, like, introverts, you think they're listening because they're quiet, but they're actually messed up in the head. Or smart people, we all know people with high IQs are actually neurotic, and it's like, what? I don't think that's true. Mm -hmm. So... She had certain things that seemed very scientific and then certain things that just kind of seemed right. not scientific at all that threw me off. But all that being said, I will concede this book did improve my life. It made clear mm-hmm. to me that I don't always have to be the cruise director in conversations. Right. It assured me that I don't have to fill every silence. It's okay for me to be quiet sometimes. And maybe when I'm getting defensive, if I just back down, The people who I want to be defensive with, they'll come around on their own. They don't really need need to be defensive.
2: That was a great lesson. That was like an example out of the book lesson. It
0: it was really, really good. And it gave me moments of genuine connection. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to recommend the book. It did make my life better.
2: Whoa, we get a recommend. Yes. I like it. I like it.
0: But Jolenta, I am dying to know your verdict on this book. Did You're Not Listening help you? Tell us.
2: Uh, Well... It's complicated, Kristen. Listen, (laughs) reading this book was definitely interesting. It has sort of a pop psychology vibe. Like Kristen said, lots of studies and technical references and interviews with people high up in their field mixed with like kids today, phones. (laughs) And sometimes I wish we could have sifted out the pop psychology lingo and like, yeah, it would have been drier and a little shorter, but like it would have got to the point quicker. But like I did not hate reading it at all. Like it was a fun read. And I think it's definitely good for people like myself sometimes good for people who worry about themselves too much in conversation people who are always worried about the right thing to say and they're like oh am I doing something done with my hands what's my shirt doing like is that thing on my leg showing <laughs> you know like shit what was their name it's good for those people it gives like a few pointers on like how to keep the focus outside of yourself And it helps remind you that, like, when you're able to do that, you end up more naturally saying the right thing because you're in the moment and actually paying attention and actually engaged. All the advice was good for me, too. Like, all the exercises ended up positively because they I think they just sort of slowed me down a bit, made everything a bit more intentional. And I have to say, like Kristen was saying, great for listening skills. I wish there was more in the book about like conversations as a whole or when and how to like contribute in healthy ways that show you've been listening but then like how to share your POV you know I wish it almost felt like it was like half the book where it's like what about like when it's your turn to talk like how do you Mm. shift it like kindly how do you make your point you know and I also wish instead of sort of complaining about how modern day distractions have made us bad listeners which is totally true and like maybe there's just not enough work out there about this I wish there was more advice In the book on how to like cope with these modern distractions Mm. and like listen with them, use them to our advantage, use them to connect with people because like they're not going away. We're not just gonna turn into Luddites all of a sudden because like, damn it, we all forgot how to listen. It's like, how do we (laughs) listen and be sincere and be in the moment and be kind? While TikTok's rolling through our brains, like, is there a way to mediate those two? Is there a way to meld them together? I don't know. And neither does the book. So I liked it, but I just like wish there was a bit more meat. But like, I totally recommend giving it a read and trying some things out.
0: Excellent. One last thing I just wanted to add, Jolenta, if it's okay. Totally. Um, I think that some of the advice in this book, because it was written pre-COVID, doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily apply to our world. We can't be face-to-face a lot of the time now, so a lot of the advice about that, we just can't do. And um, because she puts so much emphasis on physical hearing with our ears, I feel like a lot of people who are either deaf or hard of hearing What is she saying about them when she's elevating hearing with our ears and all other things?
2: Where it's like she could have brought in Paul Ekman's work on microexpressions and how much those say to us without us even knowing it. Mm -hmm. Again, there's so much more that could have been there.
0: Yes. But overall, you are recommending it.
2: Yes. I give it a recommend.
0: Oh, we agree, Jolenta. Love it. I hear what you're saying. And I agree. And you
2: agree. My gosh, I hear you, my friend, and I hear that that's it for this episode of By the Book.
0: Huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher. Our producers, Brandon Nix, he's always listening to what we're saying. Mm. Corinne Wallace, she hears you, she hears us, and Daisy Rosario. Here, here, Daisy. And of course, <laughs> thank you also to Nate Wyda, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos for performing it.
2: Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read You're Not Listening, what you think of it. If you're not listening to us right <laughs> now, um, just send us your thoughts. Send us your questions. Our email address is KristenAndGalenta at gmail.com. And you can also hit us up on Twitter at gelenta_g at kristenminzer or at by the Book Pod. And of course, we're on Instagram at ByTheBookPod. You'll see some hot pics of us living by some books.
0: Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer.
2: And I'm Jalenta Greenberg.
0: Thank you so much for listening. That's right, listening!
2: (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Stitcher.